Welcome to the Authentically Successful Show. I'm Carol Schultz, founder and CEO of Vertical Elevation, a talent equity and leadership coaching and advisory firm. We partner with founders and CEOs to create talent-centric organizations, either where they don't currently exist or rebuild companies into talent-centric organizations. We are committed to supporting your vision and values by creating healthy, successful companies, leveraging the best talent, retention, development, and succession strategies. Listen at the end of the show for information about becoming my next guest on one of the most important podcasts for building thriving companies. Here we go. My special guest today is Rob Swimer, Group Vice President of UK and Ireland for Splunk. Welcome, Rob. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Carol. I'm really looking forward to this. Good, good. Well, so am I. So uh, tell us a little bit about what Splunk does at a high level. Yeah, at a very high level, you know, we, you, you know, you'll, you'll hear about Splunk as the, the company that unleashes the power of all your data. We make it accessible, usable, and valuable to the entire organization. So we do that for any structured data, any source, any time scale, and we give any insight into your security, your IT operations, and DevOps, and mm-hmm. obviously beyond. We do that with with machine language and AI and a platform that we call the data to everything platform. Can, can you tell us a little bit what, what that means, data to everything? Yeah, so really it's the entire business end-to-end solution for all data. And what I mean by all data is it's unstructured, right? This is stuff that comes out of any, um, any aspect of your business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just the structured database that we used to in the old days. Uh, I'm gray enough to know, but um, this is really any unstructured data. It's really the hidden data behind the company. And it's the data that makes the competitive advantage in a lot of our customers. Now, we have uh, 91 of the Fortune 100 companies do business with us. Mm-hmm. Um, we have over 30,000 customers worldwide. Mm-hmm. We are the household name when it comes to analyzing data in real time. So if I were a prospect of yours, what would, what, would the pro- what would the biggest problem be that you'd be solving for me? So there's a, there's a number of things, right? For the security aspect, obviously, we'd be a, a, what we call a SIM, right? Security, investigate, and, and event management, right? That's really making sure your company is solid and secure. Um, that is sort of a, one of our flagship products. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at IT operations and the, the applications that are critical to running your business on a day-to-day uh, basis, right? Serving your, your customers and your constituents, either internally or externally, we are able to monitor that in real time and really kind of investigate and analyze and then take action as to where those uh, problems or challenges may exist. If you, in the old days, you would call it the war room, right? You'd get uh, 30 people in the room and they'd all kind of uh, get together and say, well, is it a neck problem? Is it a, is it a firewall problem? Is it the application problem? Well, we alleviate all that. We have uh, uh, an ability to cut that time down by 90%. And our, our customers enjoy that benefit. So in, I like to say that we have the ability to actually get rid of the war room and really pinpoint where the problem is and fix it. Uh, meantime, to investigate, meantime, to resolve. Mm-hmm. If we cut that by 90%, can you imagine the impact that you have, not only in your company, but your customers as well? Right. So what, what's the financial impact to the customer? 
I mean, we have um, it's millions of dollars, right? It depends on the on the uh, on the company, but our return on investment is staggering, uh, to say the least. We have an entire village behind my staff, right? That mm-hmm. does mm-hmm. the business value and and the the return on investment analysis. But our payback is in months, right? And we are able to set to to really create massive value for our for our customers, and they are very public about it. If you go on our website www.splunk.com, you'll see a number of testimonials from customers all over the world that are using our platform Mm -hmm. to harness the value of their data to really bring value to their company. That's really fantastic. Um, Tell tell us a little bit about uh, the journey that you've taken throughout your career to where you are today and what had you join this particular company? Yeah, well, and and you're pretty familiar with my journey in some aspects. Uh, we go we go back a little way, um, and I almost think thirty years. I think <laughs> almost thirty years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Time goes not on. Not getting any younger. <laughs> no, we're not getting any younger. I can see uh, some gray there for sure. Yeah. As you know, I didn't come up the ranks from uh, from the uh, you know the the IBM training or the mm-hmm. zero. I I learned from the street. I I sort of went to small companies, uh, startups. Um, you know, mom and pop companies as well. I started selling software, gosh, in the in almost the mid 80s when software was really just beginning. I remember selling a product for disaster recovery where it would auto-populate the names of the contacts to to build your disaster recovery plan. And it was in WordPerfect 5.0. And we mm-hmm. thought we were just changing the world, you know. Um, so I've been kind of in the software business for my entire career, which is mm-hmm. close to 40 years now. Mm-hmm. So and I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of uh, of maturity and the growth and mm-hmm. sort of where where things have headed uh, and where where they're going in the future as well. But I've been all over the map and uh, you know kind of working for for companies in in various uh, aspects in sales and sales management and leadership, mm-hmm. of course. Um, and I I got hooked onto Splunk from a person that actually was at Splunk, and they called me and said, "Look, you've got to you've got to come uh, talk to this company. That they've got something very very special." And um, it was not only the product that was special because that was the table stakes of being special, right? Mm-hmm. We we own the market. We're the top right if you mm-hmm. go to any any analyst, right? Um, but it was really about the culture and the people that really stood out to me. So when I started to peel back and look at Splunk as a company and what their mission was and who was at the top and who was driving the culture, it was a no-brainer for me to join this company. Um, I actually came out of leadership. Mm-hmm. to be to be an individual contributor. Mm-hmm. And that tells you something right there, right? I came mm-hmm. in and I, I carried a bag again after many years because I said I wanted to be part of this organization and see this hyper growth really happen. I wanted to be in that in that hyper growth mix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you joined Splunk in what year? 2013. They 13. were okay that's what I thought. Right. right. Yeah. So you're going in basically into your into your ninth year. Yeah, ninth year. We st- I started. They were two hundred million in revenue. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe five hundred employees. We could do our kickoff in one ballroom. Right now, we take over an entire hotel in Vegas. We've got six thousand plus employees worldwide, and mm-hmm. our last fiscal year just ended in January, and we've hit two point two billion. So, yeah, I have good. really, yeah, I've really seen a massive growth of a company, um, and our customers have taken us. Uh, onto that journey as well, and they've mm-hmm. really pushed us to mm-hmm. pushed us to really become the the top tier vendor in mm-hmm. the data analytics mm-hmm. platform. So, and when you joined Splunk in 2013, as you said, you yeah. joined as an individual contributor, yeah. um, and you're on a you're on a two year project as the group vice president of the UK and Ireland. How did yeah. that happen for you? 
Right. So, you know, I, I live and breathe growth mindset, uh, as you know, and, and I'm always looking to pivot. <clears throat> and if you look at my, my resume, which you know pretty well, yeah. it is, it is uh, a number of pivots, I call them. And it's really pivoting into doing something differently, getting uncomfortable, right? That whole growth mindset mm-hmm. is being uncomfortable, being uncomfortable, right? And always learning, right? There's no failure. It's just lessons learned. Right. So I was, um, I was a first, I was a salesperson, obviously, in 13. And after a few years, um, I was up to first line manager. And then I went to second line manager and then a year after. So that's in two years. Mm-hmm. And I was at a kickoff meeting and I, I was walking by um, the head of sales uh, at the time. It was in Phoenix. I'll never forget it. And I, I just turned to him and I said, look, if you need my skill set anywhere, you call me because I'm always looking to pivot. Mm-hmm. It was a 30 second conversation. And I said, just let me know. I love my job. If you want me to do this for the rest of my life, I love this company. I'm good. But if you need my skill set, call me. Two weeks later, he called me and said, we do need your skill set. How would you like to go to London? And I said, when do I leave? Yeah. So it wasn't even a decision because I just couldn't imagine what I'd be learning and what I'd be doing and how I'd be growing and the culture and the whole experience of bringing my leadership style to London to really see how that would play. I was extremely excited. So mm-hmm. I was on a plane pretty quick and here I am in London. And this is a much larger job, obviously. Is this a third line job for you, Rob? Yes. First, second, third. That's right. That's right. Okay, so you're at a third line management now. Good. And this is the first time you've held a third line role, isn't it? It, it absolutely is. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's what I thought. Um, yeah. So how, how would you say your background has prepared you for you know, what you're doing right now? That's a great question. And I think the best part of that is that I've had all the jobs up to this, right? I've learned what they need, right? More importantly, how to stay out of the way, right? <laughs> how to give them, yeah. how to empower them, right? Um, and how to inspire them, right? That's sort of what I am really passionate about. Mm-hmm. I want to empower and I want to inspire my, my leaders. Um, and what I bring to the table is not only 40 years of experience, but I, I bring so many different kinds of experiences, right, to the table. And then, of course, with nine years for Splunk, I bring all that experience. But yeah. I think I'm a real believer, and you've heard me say this, that every moment of my life has led me to this moment right now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I, I, I know it's a cliche. You hear it, you read it in books, you know, but I'm actually living it because yeah. I notice, I notice that I can make decisions or, oh, I've seen that. Or mm-hmm. I know, I know when to back off. I know when to motivate. I know when to inspire. I know when to just let them do what they do and trust them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I'm here because, because this is the place I need to be right now. I've yeah. got the experience to do it. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of founders, um, CXOs, entrepreneurs that are listening to this podcast. Yeah. What would you say is the biggest challenge or the biggest difference or even similarity between first line management where you're where you're managing, you know, individual contributors to third line management or even second line management where you're managing managers? Yeah. You know, Carol, I think it all comes down to the vision. Right. Um, And the path. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a firm believer of when you're a first line manager, you're still in the weeds. Well, you should. Right. You're in the deals. You're going on the appointments. You're in the car. You've got windshield time. You're coaching. You're mentoring. Mm -hmm. Right. You're being part of the deal. You're you're in the in the deal, if you will. Right. As you go to second line, that gets a little bit further away, although you're probably in the big bets, as we call them. Right. You're in the larger deals. You're still kind of involved. 
when you get to my level now in the third line, you really aren't, you're not so close to the deal. So you need to be close to the people. That's mm -hmm. the difference. So what I did is I made sure that I tripled down on culture, people. Mm. That was my number one priority when I landed in London. When I hit the ground, I said, I am going to focus on building a strong culture like Splunk is. I'm going to bring it here and build it stronger and better. And I'm going to take care of everybody under my charge. And I'm going to make sure that I inspire them every day and that I empower them to do a good job. Mm. And that I really manage the whole person. Right. And that's big for me. Right. I don't just manage the employee. I make sure they're doing OK. Right. My right. one on ones. I do skip line one on ones. And and, you know, those are funny because every time I do a skip line, you probably know where I'm going. They're going to want to just throw up all their forecast. Right. This is what I'm doing. Here are the accounts. It's going great. Here's what I'm doing. And I'll, right. I have to stop. I, yeah, I got to stop them. Right. And say yeah. this call is not about the business. Yeah. How are you doing? Mm -hmm. What can I do for you and your career, for example, mm -hmm. right? What kind of career develop? What do you want to do in three years, five years, 10 years? What do you want to do? I've got a vast network. How can I help you, right? Um, so that's kind of what really, that's what I love about this job. And mm -hmm. if I was talking to an entrepreneur or an executive, I would say, don't be afraid to double down on that culture and the people aspect. Right. You know, the table stakes is the operational cadence. And we all do that. I live and breathe it and sleep it, right? I mean, that's what we do. We have all the all the technology and the tools to run our business, right? But get away from the spreadsheets. Drop your computer mm -hmm. and actually go see somebody face-to-face -face and make mm -hmm. sure they're okay. Yeah, I think that's one of the, it, it, that's a really great point, Rob. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges businesses have, right? Yeah. Is that, you know, to your point, you start talking and then here come out all the spreadsheets and all the forecasts. Yeah. And really, all you want to do is have a conversation with a human being. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what a very wise coach I had uh, one time and I now now repeat this is, you know, he said to me, you know, you don't have business problems. You have personal problems that show up in your business. <laughs> That's a great and yeah. those who are I believe those who are really self-aware actually get that especially if you've done that kind of work, because you, you can't truly separate those two things. Who you are is who you are, and it will show up in your business. So right. I think taking on, you know, taking on the role of really talking to your people and getting to know who they are and, and their challenges will all help you help them be better leaders and will should then hopefully help their, their, their people be better. Well, that's it. You're talking my language, right? And that's yeah. why you know full well that I, I live and breathe every day, yeah. the servant, servant yeah. leadership principles, right? So <clears throat> I lead with empathy. Um, I lead with a, you know, a, a, a perfect example. You just said the personal goes into business when in my personal life, I go into my relationships to give and not get. That's right. Uh, I do the, I do the same right. thing for my people under my charge. How can I serve you, right? You've heard me say that. How can I serve you today? It's a mindset shift for me. And I use that language, not only for me, but I use it so it's mm -hmm. it's heard loud and clear, right? Yeah. It puts me in the right mindset. So I'm mindful, I'm present, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I'm here, just like I'm here for you right now. There's nothing yeah. distracting me and I'm fully engaged and mindful with you. Right, well, and, and, and back at you, pal. Yeah. So, um, what if you look at look at Splunk compared to the rest of the, your your market? Do you have direct competitors, indirect competitors? Kind of where do you fit in there? 
Yeah, I mean, look, at this, there are there are competitors, obviously, in the market. You know, you've got the the larger players, Microsoft, that'll that'll have uh, you know have something like we have uh, as part of their suite, right? Um, they they're not you know they're not focused on it. It's like, well, we've got a full suite to offer, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. Where we are, we are. This is our game, right? This is all we do, right? Um, and I always say to people, "Is good enough? Good enough, right?" Right. That's a big thing for me. And I, I, I and people sometimes they'll they'll kind of call. What do you mean? It's like, well, who do you benchmark yourself against? Mm-hmm. You know, and who's the company that you want to be? Well, I bet they were using Splunk if they're a top vendor in the world, mm-hmm. because we're the one to go to, right? So that's a question that you ask. Also, the fact that Gartner puts us up, all the analysts that cover us, right? So Gartner has us uh, in the in the security space, well, seven years running, right? Yeah. In the APM space where, uh, for example, where, you know, I mean, this is just, we're always going to have competitors, uh, you know, of course. Um, free software, right? Open source, right? I've mm-hmm. been dealing with open source for, for several years now, right? And do you want to bank your business on open source? Do you want to bank your business on a one aspect of a suite of products or do you want the best product on the marketplace? Mm-hmm. So, I always ask, always ask, is good enough, good enough? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it is. And you know what? That's okay. We're still yeah. going to be around when you need yeah. us. You know? Yeah, that's a really good point, Rob. And, you know, I, I, I look at it in a little bit of a different, I mean, really the same, but I, I'd say, you know, if you have, to, if you've got to have brain surgery, do you go to a brain surgeon, a great brain surgeon, or do you go to your GP? Right. Yeah, or an orthopedist or someone else who's not a specialist in that. And I and I think that's a challenge so many companies, businesses encounter. You know, do we do we do one-stop shopping with the large guys, right? Oracle, IBM, yeah. um, uh, um, Microsoft, as you said, or do we do we have a very specific need and do we want to go to the specialist in that industry? Right, right. And you know, for us, mm-hmm. customer success all the way from the top, our CEO. Right. Customer success is the first and foremost thing that we pay attention to, right? Well, so, very smart. We, yep. I mean, I, I I'm from Atlanta as well as you know. So we, as we say in the, we smother and cover them, right? And I say it all the time, and that's it's true. You know, we we have a whole organization that just they all their focus on is when you install our platform, how do you get massive value out of? It? Are you using it? Are you using it to its potential? Right. And how can we get more value out of what you mm-hmm. purchased? Not just looking for another order. That's mm-hmm. the key. It's getting value out of what you bought from us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you does, does Splunk have any kind of a sweet spot of you know company or employee size that you focus on? That's the beauty of our product. Absolutely, you're not. all over the map. We're all over the map. We have a commercial business that uh, you know will sell one license. You know, uh, any anybody can use Splunk. And, and I always say, if you're if you're in any city or and you stop at a red light, you look to the left and the right. They're Splunkers, you know, right. we have a strong customer culture, by the way. I don't know if you know that, but that's, no. one of the things. yeah. So that's one of the things that drew to me. I mean, you go to the user conference, thousands and thousands. We take over a whole hotel in Vegas, right? When mm-hmm. it was, we could do that. And it's, it is a culture. It is a, you know, they are maniacally focused on massive value. And I'll tell you what, they are so into Splunk. Um, we have, uh, we're known for our t-shirts. We have all these sayings, these IT shirt, you know, take the SH out of IT and, you know, uh, all these different, uh, you know, um, Luke, I am your server. You know, we have all these shirts that we come up with and all these slogans. 
And we are actually, you know, sometimes um, we kid that we're a t-shirt company that, uh, that sells software. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we have uh, YouTube, you can go on YouTube and, 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 and uh, search all the uh, t-shirts of Splunk and there's all kinds of videos and we have a very strong culture of users and, and, and developers and technologists that follow us and are very, very committed to our success. That's really fantastic. Um, I wanted to ask when you, uh, the job that you took over in London uh, a year ago, well, over a year ago now, um, how did that come about? Was there, you know, had somebody been moved sideways, up, down, out of the company? Like what what caused that opening uh, for you to be able to fill? Yeah, it was a sideways move. They, they, the company was going through some some rapid change in the in the UKI, and and they had gone through some leaders here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and really, that what the reason why I was tapped in the first place is because of the leadership principles that I bring to the table, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they needed here. Yeah, they needed that servant leadership, right? I mean, look. I am not the the best at running spreadsheets for sure, right? Um, but I can tell you that my sweet spot is to make sure that I that I absolutely develop a high trust, high collaborative, fun, yeah. disruptive culture. I will do that every single time. That is the first thing I do, because everything else will fall into place if you're if you have a trusting, collaborative, mm-hmm. collaborative environment. You know, and you had mentioned to me that you were just uh, you were in Scotland recently on a on a golf outing with uh, some of your mates. Yeah. For these people that were that are uh, at the same level as you, above you, below you. Oh, they were all over. There was uh, yeah. there was a salesperson. Uh, um, there was yeah, a couple of salespeople, um, a manager. But um, no, I I am in the weeds with everybody. Yeah. Well, it's I a do- testament to what you're saying, right? It is. It is. And I go out of my way to mentor many, many people. Yeah. Right. I never, ever, ever say no to mentoring. I will find a half an hour on my diary. Mm-hmm. And I will talk to you no matter who you are in the company. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nobody off yep. limits. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's super important. Um, I want to talk a little bit about go back to 2013. Uh, I know you're writing a book uh, currently. Yeah. Um, and I want you to tell us a little bit about that. But in 2013, shortly uh, after you joined Splunk, you lost your wife, Bonnie, suddenly. Yes. Yeah, I did. Um, tell us a little bit about what Splunk did for you while that was happening. And has this book you're writing kind of come out of that entire experience? Yeah, no, thanks for asking that. I I, I get a little bit uh, choked up because... Yeah, well. It's not only the the event; it's it's how Splunk handled it as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, my my wife of we met when we were nineteen, as you know, we were married for thirty two years, and <clears throat> we were, uh, you know, it was a typical day. You know, there wasn't anything special about it. We were sitting around the pool and, and with friends, and Bonnie had a massive uh, aneurysm, and she was gone in a second. And um, you know, my life uh, obviously uh, changed dramatically in that moment, um, and I was only with Splunk gosh, maybe a few months, maybe five months, really. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, not that Splunk would ever do this, but there are companies that I could have been out to pasture, right? I could have just not, I would have just folded like a chair, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, I've got some DNA in me that that I've built some resilience in my life. And that's what the book is about as well. Mm-hmm. But Splunk is, is, is a company that I've never seen anything like it. They came to my rescue. They made sure I had therapy right away, grief counseling, so I could accelerate that process, you know, and not be, 
you know, and, and start to thrive again. And, you know, sure enough, in a matter of just a few months, you know, I started to thrive here. I started to, to really grow my business as a salesperson and build my franchise. And I started to feel better. I started, you know, that started, that got me out of the grief and into the fact that, hey, look, the bottom line is I had purpose. We all need a life of purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and they were able to make sure that I had that purpose, right? And they made sure I had the time and I had the resources and I had people around me that they loved me. And I, I'll tell you that we don't say that word enough in business and we don't acknowledge that word enough in business. Mm-hmm. I do. I do. And this is a catapult that changed my life. And in the last nine years, I have, my life has been so different yeah. than, the, than the previous 30, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it has been a remarkable life. And I attribute it to, I attribute a lot of it to Splunk because they really did take care of me. And I also, at the same time, um, I, I get I get emotional because I, I a new manager came in uh, just after Bonnie passed, mm-hmm. and she was absolutely my guardian angel, mm-hmm. and she made sure I was inspired and I was motivated and I had what I needed. And to this day, she's still with us at Splunk. She's a dear friend. I absolutely love her. We love each other. We're friends, mm-hmm. and we grew up as friends here at Splunk in a job. So going back to your kind of a callback from your previous uh, comment. There is a line that we need to blur between mm-hmm. personal and business. Yeah. Too many times in the past, I mean, I grew up in that. I know what that is. You never talked about love. You never talked about friendship. You never talked about human connection. Where's the deal? When's the deal? How do we get the deal? Mm-hmm. It's all that and matters. It's all that mattered. Yep. And now, now it's not, we're not doing that. I'm not doing it. And Splunk as a culture lets me be myself mm-hmm. and lets me be authentic. Yeah, I to me that's a career that is a absolute career company for me destination. That's why Splunk is a destination company, and that's why I can't picture myself anywhere else. Right, and mm-hmm. and because I truly love this company, I love their mission and I love their values, mm-hmm. and and I have some of the most amazing, outstanding individuals that are around me that raise and level up my game every single day, and that's what I really want. Right. That's re- that's really fantastic, and I just want to point out you have gotten remarried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I did. Um, um, I I was able, and I'm so grateful. I found love again for the second time. Mm-hmm. The story behind that is just truly amazing as yes. well. Um, Missy was a friend of Bonnie's, um, mm-hmm. and uh, our kids have known each other since the third grade. Um, it's it is an amazing amazing story. And, and some of, some of the reasons why I wrote the book is to tell that story that no matter what you go to, how many, however horrific your adversity is, you can always rise up and, right. and, you know, and build and build that resilience and go through that adversity. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what it's all about for me. And I'm living proof of that, right? Cause I'm no one special. I'm no one special. I'm just a guy that went through some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, you know, you have, you have lived through that, right? It's easy to say, it's easy for me to say, it's easy for you to say, you know, all human beings have circumstances in our lives. I believe that most people are managed by their circumstances rather than their, their, rather than them actually managing their circumstances, right? And what, what you are a testament to Rob is actually having circumstances and they go back to before. Bonnie passed, right? Um, How you have overcome those and really managed those and come out better on the other side of that fence. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and really why I wrote the book is because I found out the common denominator by all my adversity. And I've had yeah. some, I've had some uh, difficult situations to navigate. Mm-hmm. It all come down. It all came down to surrendering um, and surrendering, not giving up, but giving in. Right. And, and once you give in um, to that adversity, then you have the ability to pivot with new direction. And more importantly, I'll go back to the same word, new purpose. Right. Uh, if, if you live a life of purpose, you are living a wonderful life. Mm-hmm. My, yeah. That's fantastic. Um, can you give us an example of a customer and what you've done for one of them? Oh, sure. Yeah. So I'm sure you, you have know, many. <laughs> yeah, I know we do. But you know, some household names, right? Everybody knows Domino's Pizza, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, and Domino's uh, will publicly say that they are a technology company that yep. happens to sell pizza. They actually <laughs> say that. That's awesome. Right? So they use Splunk for security, obviously, to keep uh-huh. uh, to keep everything uh, secure. But they use the IT operations platform to really make sure that behind the scenes, they're serving their customers in a way like no other. They're number one in the pizza business, right? And they absolutely believe they're a technology company. Making sure they stay on top is to make sure their critical applications are always running and that they're using the data they're getting from their customers to correlate and to make their experience personal and better every day, right? Making informed decisions, driving innovation, and it all comes down to serving their customers better, right? Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't think so, but they are a technology company that happens to sell pizza and they'll tell you that. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. So if someone were getting into your industry, what what advice would you give them? <laughs> getting into the industry. Yeah, and, and, and I don't mean necessarily Splunk. I mean high tech. Yeah, high well high tech. Yeah. So high the, the high tech is the, the the next shiny object is not what you want to focus on. Right. What you want to focus on is stability, right? You want to focus on being memorable. How do you bring massive value to your customers? right? And impact to your customers. So when I talk about impact, what I mean is the impact drives emotions, has to be tied to emotions, right? Mm -hmm. And the emotions will drive the action. That's the equation that I use, right? So um, if, you know, for example, a customer is using us uh, Gatwick Airport, right? They've got 46 million passengers that go through it every year. They're the number one single runway airport in the world. They have 95% of their customers go through security in less than five minutes. Wow. Right. So unbelievable. That's emotions. Holy moly. Can you imagine, right? The emotions of a customer that's going through security in less than five minutes. They're (laughs) going to be happy. Their experience is going to be different than any other airport, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, I lived in Atlanta. Uh, don't get me started, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Denver's become the same thing. It's hard. Right. 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 (laughs) But that's a perfect example of, Impact, emotions, Mm -hmm. action. So what happens is you got a choice between Heathrow and Gatwick. If you have an amazing experience, maybe you go to Gatwick instead of Heathrow. Yeah. Right? And then all the stores flourish, all the the business flourishes there. I mean, that's all impact. That's all action. And that's really what I'm talking about, right? So I would, uh, that's what I would focus on. I would focus on how do you bring impact to your customers and what's unique about your product to bring that impact that carries to emotions that enables action. That's my opinion. Yeah, that's great. So uh, paint us a picture of your sort of day-to-day as a leader. Yeah. What you spend your time doing. Yeah. So I spend my time making sure that my vision and my path to success is always clear. 
mm-hmm. that my language that I, the language that I use. Yeah, very good. Very, very consistent, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, I have studied, as you know, outside of Splunk, I have done mm-hmm. so much personal development and studying mm-hmm. language and, and how I speak and what I do and how my constituents, how they look at me and how they listen. Right. To me. It's really what I focus mostly on. Um, you know, it's a natural thing for me to run the business, right? To run the mm-hmm. numbers and yeah. to exceed. I will, I've always exceeded here, right? This mm-hmm. is this is just what I do, but the focus is always on the language, right? Yeah. And what state I'm in, right? And I, I talk a lot about the what I learned outside of Splunk is that triad of influence and how you influence others, right? With your mm-hmm. language, with your focus, and with your physiology, right? How you show up, how you hear, sure. how you present, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I use that same triangle to influence my mindset, right? Yeah. So I'm always on point to say, where am I? When I get on that Zoom call, because it is Zoom now, when I get on that Zoom call, am I present? Am I engaged? Do they know that I'm here for them? Do they get that? Do they get that energy? They do. And that's what I focus on every day. Um, and, you know, I want to do something to change the business every day. I want to do something different. I talk a lot about the two millimeter change. You know, a two millimeter change can have massive impact. It's a known story. Mm-hmm. I live that too, because if I can get up in the morning and say, what little tweak can I, not massive, just a little tweak I can do to make a massive difference a month from now, a week mm-hmm. from now, a year from now, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm always focusing on that. Um, and then I talk to all my leaders. I talk to my salespeople. I'll engage. I'll call them. I won't sit back and say, well, I'm the GBP. You have to get on my diary. Right. I'll actually call them and say, how are you doing? How are things going? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm very mindful of that. I want to make sure they know that I'm here for them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important. That's kind of my day-to-day is really making sure that all the people under my charge are inspired and they're, they're empowered, right? And that they're motivated and, and that they're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have fun. Yeah. That, that's really great. And, and, and I bet it's a surprise. It was a surprise when you started doing that with them. Especially the Brits, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I love them so much. Under, yeah. The culture's understated, right? Yeah. Yeah, you see Rob in here, and I'm on my zooms, and the, you know, uh, you know, and the the exercises I do with them, and the visualization, and mm-hmm. the meditation I bring to the table, and the mindfulness exercises. These are all things I bring to the table. Yeah. This is the competitive edge that salespeople don't do enough That's of. Right, right. They they run the deal. They do the mutual activity plans. They do the mutual close plans. They make sure they got the cadence, and they forecast, and they write the notes. Right but they're missing the part of the human connection and the mindfulness, right? Their customers have to get that through the video. Now it's even more important, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what I, that's what I want to teach them. When I leave here, I want that legacy to be that, that when I get on that plane and I look back that the culture is strong, it's got a high trust environment. They're having fun and they're collaborating and their Mm -hmm. customers get that, right? We're getting great feedback from the customers. Now we're getting emails, we're getting texts, Mm -hmm. we're getting phone calls saying, this is a great experience. We feel like you really care about us. You feel like, you know, we're not just looking for the next hit. We're actually looking to send value to them, right? How do we get massive value right. out of your out of your platform with Splunk? And we're getting that feedback now. So I'm seeing the results and uh, it's really exciting to see. That's great. And I, I want to just step back a minute because I'm, yeah. I'm really glad you brought up the importance of language. Yeah. Um, that's, that is, that encompasses a great deal of the work that I do. And it's interesting because people just don't realize the impact of their language on the receiver. 
like they're completely tuned out to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can't disagree with that. Cause I, yeah. I, you, you can, you can kind of see it in the room when you, if you say something wrong or use the wrong word, it's like, Ugh, you know um, it just, you know, it just doesn't meld. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's really great. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, did the, did the COVID affect, you know, affect how you, how you all, did you have to adjust how you did business? Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, we all have, right. I mean, that, <clears throat> that's been a huge right. pivot, right. A huge pivot. Right. And that's why I go overboard. I, you know, I, you know, I talk to my hands. I, I, I make sure I'm engaged. Right. Cause this is all we have, right. It's all I've got you, you know, and, and so it's important to me, you know, if I'm doing a, an all hands, I'm standing, right. They know I'm walking and I'm standing and I'm sure. engaged and, you know, there's just little tricks, right? Uh, I've had to change and I've taught people how to do that, right? Is show your hands often so people don't think you're on the phone, you know, turn all that stuff off so you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're present, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it goes a long way. So it's the game has completely changed. Um, and and you have to you have to now get a human connection through a screen. It's it's really truly it's yeah. been a, it's been amazing for me to actually do this because as you know. I'm a very um, affectionate. I'm, I'm very like I'm very hands-on. You know, like I like yeah. to be around people, right? Yeah. And for me now, I'm in the flat in London. I'm on video all day. It's been a challenge, but you know, I rose to that challenge. I said, "How am I going to do this differently?" Um, and I I literally suit up every day. I get in that state, right? I when before that Zoom goes on, I am I am conscious about the state yeah. I'm in. What are they going to see when they see my face, right? Um, and I think that has really changed the game. Um, the other thing that I want to mention is it's been a blessing and you wouldn't think that I would say that, but I can reach so many more people now on video that I couldn't reach before. I don't have to get on a train and go four hours. I can, I can put 20 minutes in a diary and I can get a C-level executive on video. And at least we can have a chat face to face. Mm -hmm. So there are benefits. Yeah, that's fantastic. And and, uh, yeah, I mean, and I think that just scratches the surface of the benefits. You know, people without having to commute, there's so much more time to do other things, right? Where you're not, you know, you're not commuting back and forth or you're not, you know, getting your lunch ready or whatever, your kids ready or whatever that might be. Um, What changes would you guess will be permanent? So I I think we're always going to be in somewhat of a virtual world. Yeah. Um, I think that that's not rocket science. I don't think I'm bringing anything to the table that's profound here, but I think that, I think that um, customers will now and vendors, I think will second guess, "Mm, do we need to go on site or can Mm -hmm. we do this virtual? Right. Uh, People are comfortable with virtual now, although it's, we are getting burnout. We're getting a lot of, I mean, psychology will tell you, and I've said my book has all kinds of studies in here with, there is just so much going on in the brain right now Mm -hmm. um, with people. And and you talked about it. I want to just touch upon what you said about there's more time uh, for the employee being virtual. Um, I believe it's actually going the wrong, it's going the wrong way. It's going the other way. They're always working. And, yes, and, yes. and, you know, that's the problem we're going to have. And we're having a psychological problem now where people are burnt out. People are agitated. People are not in a good right. state. They're not in a good state. So um, that's why I'm focusing on teaching what I learned about getting yourself in a good state, keeping yourself positive, mm-hmm. having some kind of practice outside of work, whether it be yep. working out or meditation or Pilates, right. whatever it is. Uh, that's the kicker right now, Carol. People are absolutely not taking the time 
they're just working because that's that's what they do. Yeah, that's that's a really great point. Uh, you know, and and I, of course, as you know, have been um, have been working virtually. Uh, gosh, for over nineteen years now, almost twenty. Yeah, yeah. And um, so so you know, for me, that hasn't really been new, but because but I still find myself having to if, if I don't put meditation into my calendar, I don't get yes. to it. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's ridiculous. You think after almost 20 years, I, I have figured that out by now. I mean, well, I'll just go meditate. No, I've got something else I need to do. Right. And, and, and the importance to your point of, you know what, even if it's 15 minutes, go throw a little wash in or, yeah. you know, go out into the yard, play with the dog. Right. Whatever right. that might be, you know, go on the, go on the computer, pay a game of candy crush. <laughs> Whatever that is. Absolutely. And it could be. It's so important to take a few minutes to yourself, you know, because I can, and that is why I, I, four mornings a week, I I force myself up early and out to the gym because if I don't go at six, if I don't leave the house by 615, I'm probably not going. Right. Because there's a million things I could be doing. And then my whole day gets disrupted and I haven't worked out. I haven't, I haven't done the things that take care of myself. And, right. and people often don't realize the importance of taking care of yourself so that you can then take care of other people. Well, I mean, exactly. And that's part of serving leadership too, is to, is right. to teach self-care, right? You've got to that's do right. self-care. And one of the tricks I do too, is to make, I do a couple of things with my staff and I say, look, I already know what you look like. Just call me and get, put the computer right. down right? You know, and just make a phone call. Mm-hmm. And while you, by the way, when you're on the phone call, go ahead and walk in your garden. You know, or and it's amazing. People are people will call and I'll be on the phone. And they go, "I'm taking your advice. I'm I'm in the garden." I'm like, "That's fantastic. right. That's fantastic." Um, so it's it's those little things, right, that you do, and and I think it's important that it's you make it okay to do that, right? So your yep. culture. It, when we first started this, when COVID hit, it was video, 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 video. Yeah. I finally said, I said two things. I said, first of all, if it if they don't need video, call. That's right. Second thing is, if your meeting is an hour, make it. 45. If it's 30, make it 20, give yourself at least 10 minutes buffer. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I said was, if you don't need slides, don't bring them because right. we have a habit of going on video and talking at each other yeah. Versus, yeah. or to each other. And I said, I would like you to talk with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when so you have props, you don't necessarily do that, do you? It, right. And that's the language, right? It's the simple word, right? Just talk with that one word with, and they look at me and they go. And so I lead by example, I'll have my leadership calls sometimes and I'll say, I don't have any slides. So let's, let's have a chat. Let's yeah. pretend, let's pretend that I gathered you up and I said, let's go to the, let's go get a coffee in the cafeteria and let's sit around the table. What can we talk about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic. So um, if if someone listening is listening to your story and they think, God, this sounds like a fantastic company. I'd love to, and I, I'd love to be part of that, that Splunk company in their culture. What, yeah. what would they, what should they do? Well, I mean, the, the first thing is you tap your network to see if you know anybody, right? Uh, that's here. Mm-hmm. That always, that always gets you to the top of the, uh, of the barrel, right? You know yeah. that. <clears throat> 
Um, second, you go on the site, right? www.splunk.com and you go into the, go into the jobs and, and look at, look at the jobs that you're passionate about, the descriptions we've given you and apply for those jobs, right? This is a destination company. Let's be, let's, let's just be, let's put it out there. People want to be at Splunk. This is the place, this is, a, this is a place to be. This is, this will be unlike any job you have in your career because you, you will see that, that village surround you. You'll see that love around you. You'll see that culture strong, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. people are always trying to get here, right? And right. I think it's important that you, you know, you've got to be memorable. You've got to differentiate yourself, but you look, look, find it on the job site, go on link, LinkedIn, right? I mean, you, you've got to network and find out if you know somebody, you probably do, right? It's the Kevin mm-hmm. Bacon. <laughs> somebody knows somebody here, right? So just find somebody at Splunk and call them and say, hey, what's going on? What job, right. you know, where, where would you work? And what do you think of this job? And right. reach out and be proactive. But yeah, uh, yeah we're right. always hiring. Well, that's great. Well, Rob Swimer, uh, one of my oldest and most dear friends who I adore, uh, group vice president of uh, the UK and Ireland for Splunk. I really appreciate you taking the time and uh, was glad to actually catch you in the United States for this. Yeah, yeah I know, right? <laughs> You're right. actually home for a couple of weeks How about <laughs> before that? you go back. Yeah, home for my daughter's wedding. I can't wait. But uh, look, it was it was uh, my pleasure to serve you here. And I, I, I enjoyed this so much. And uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity. Well, my pleasure, Rob. Thank you for listening to Authentically Successful. If you are a successful founder or CEO who would like to be on this program, please visit verticalelevation.com slash podcast slash apply. If you learned something from this interview and it made a difference, please share it on LinkedIn or Twitter. You can also do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend. And if you know of someone who would be a great guest, tag them on LinkedIn or Twitter to let them know about the show and include the hashtag authentically successful. I love seeing your posts and great suggestions. Lastly, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. And to make sure you don't miss any episodes, please subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to our website, verticalelevation.com, or follow me on LinkedIn. This is Carol Schultz. Thanks again for listening and see you next time.